Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the 16th, 2022. Almost forgot the year, but we're almost out of here, so it's okay. It's all right. I can get a little sloppy. I feel like this is like the gray area where it's like, hey, what year is it anyway? Is it 2022? Is it about to be 2023? I'm going to write it wrong on my like checks and stuff. It'll, it'll be great. It, you know, that's the, that's the circle of life. Um... Let's see, how are you doing? Hopefully this episode finds you in a good place, in a good state of mind and being. I'm rooting for that. I'm hoping for that. I'm manifesting that um, across time and space. (laughs) Um, Let's see, you know, this is the me corner. This is Isaiah time. You and I get a little fireside chat action going. Um, The week's been good. I feel like I've been in good spirits been having a good time having a good time Uh, a lot of work though even though it's weird there's this uh kind of like two flows going on at work for for me um for most of everyone at my warehouse where i work it's it's slowing down we're actually slowing down right before christmas and uh but for me there's still been like a lot of cardboard to crush so i've been busy but I feel like we're finally tapering down, and that's nice. So, you know, as much as I, I, I am a money rat and I need uh, all the money I can get, mm, give me the cheese, give me the cheese, um, it's nice to kind of maybe finally slow down. But, you know, we'll see. Time will tell. Um, like I said, 2023 should be interesting, right? Um, let's see. Food corner? Mm, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm combing my, my mind, my recesses. I haven't really had too much time to like grub down the way I wanted. I did get a steak burrito at a Mexican restaurant and that was pretty good with like rice and beans. Oh, actually no, I do have a food corner and it was really good. It's just the thing was it was just more of a it just hit me in in my heart piece. And what happened was my uh, coworker, I have a coworker who's been helping me, like I said, with work that um, has been really busy and I've been trying to bust it down. But for them upstairs, it's been slow. So they sent me a, a, someone to help. And that's been nice. And it turns out, um, the thing though that I would say is like, I never know who I'm going to get. It's, it's, it is definitely a box of chocolate. And, you know, I just don't know. So they sent down this older, older woman and... You know, she's been helping me out. She's been working, you know, crushing this cardboard just as hard as I am. And she's just super nice. And she was telling me, she's like, Isaiah, I'm going to make you some food. And she also goes on to tell me, like, you know, she she was a chef before she moved over here. And, you know, did uh, some bakery stuff. And so she's like yeah i'm gonna make you some food and i was like and i and people say that and i'm like all right cool awesome that's great you don't have to make me anything obviously but i will definitely say that is the way to my heart that is the way to make me like super i've i've said it before i'll say it again i will have a life debt to you for making food it is just like a subtle thing that is just established um if you buy me food you make food like i'm melting i'm i'm oh so she makes me some um like grilled shrimp, like cooked seasoned uh, shrimp. And then she um, 
makes this, um, I'm going to say refi bean, but I know there is a better term and I hate that I don't know it, but she makes like this nice, like it was like this darker, um, refi bean. It was so good. Um, she put like either like a, I think like a cheese or something on top of that. Oh gosh. So good. And then she had some tortillas and she said these tortillas are like from Boston and they were really nice. Um, and they were, they were good. It was all so very good. And I'm just eating this in the break room and I'm just like so warmed by it. Um, so yeah, that was nice. It was wholesome. I know it almost like I forgot it. Like I said, this, this week has been a grinder, but, um, here we are on a Friday and, um, after all that food talk, after all that me talk, uh, let's get into some news. Let's do that. Um, let's start off with Reuters. Uh, U.S. charges five Russians, two Americans, with conspiracy on behalf of Russia. Now, I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm, this is a level of realness. You get to see behind the curtain. You're talking to Oz right now. You're talking to me, um, the dude. Um <laughs> I read that so dumb when I initially started this article, got into it. I thought that, like, they were arresting them on on Russia's behalf, which is not what they're saying. They're saying that those people that they arrested, that they charged, well, charged, I should say, because not everyone was arrested. Um, We'll get to that. Oh, I got a bird coming. Oop, it's it's laying low. Um, But essentially, there was a, let's see... The defendants conspired to obtain military-grade and dual-use technologies from U.S. companies for Russia's defense sector and to smuggle sniper rifle ammunition in violation of new U.S. sanctions imposed earlier this year. So these guys were, like, more or less running a whole guns blockade, which is really fucking kind of, like, I hate to say it. It's kind of cool. Like, I only say it's kind of cool because... I've never seen a blockade or whatever in action. And I think that's what this fucking is. And I'm like, I'm just like connecting the dots. And I'm like thinking back to when I watched Gone with the Wind in school. Yeah, we watched Gone with the Wind and Gone with the Wind in school, which is weird. But I mean, hey, I guess it helped explaining Southern history to us. Anyway, um, so anyway, they were all involved in this blockade. And I'll, I'll run down who was involved here. Uh, Yevgeny Grinin, 44. Aletsky Apolitov, 57, Svetlana Skovortsova, 41, um, and all of them all of them were from Moscow. Boris Livshitz, 52, uh, Vladim Kononoshkok, 48. Uh, both of them were from St. Petersburg, and then from the um, from uh, I was gonna say from the Americas, but from America, uh, Alexei Brayman, who is thirty-five, and um, who's from New Hampshire, awesome, and clam chowder, <laughs> Vladim Yermolenko, forty-one from New Jersey. Um, I don't have a New Jersey accent, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't New Jersey Devils. I don't know. Go Devils. <laughs> Um, but Brayman and Yermolenko have been arrested while, um, Koshinkok, a suspected FSB officer, was arrested in Estonia on December 6th and will undergo extradition proceedings to the United States. Um, 
let's see, and then Lipetitov and Lifshitz and Sarkova both remain at large. But, um, you know, they're still charged. Um, obviously, they'll, you know, be at large looking for them. Um, let's see, what else do I want to cover from here? Um, but, yeah, they, they were more or less... Um, Actually, we'll just keep reading. The indictment alleges the defendants unlawfully purchased and exported highly sensitive and heavily regulated electronic components, some of which can be used in the development of nuclear and hypersonic weapons, quantum computing, and other military operations applications. So, I mean, this is definitely some deep ass shit. Um, definitely crazy that that shit got busted up. Um, also, a little bit of a tangent uh, before we segue to the next thing. Uh, not too much to report, like, Ukraine-Russia home front shit. Um, definitely the winter has slowed down things, but Russia in and of itself is still doing bombings. Like, they're still doing the aerial strikes and shit, which is, uh, you know, honestly fucked up. Um, the, a term that has kind of come up a lot this week is um, the weaponization of winter. You know, uh, it's definitely a fucked up concept. But, um, I mean, shit, I've been on a really big history kick lately, so, I mean, I just think about, like, things like biological warfare and all that kind of shit when we're talking about sieges. Um, it's crazy that war really never fucking changes, um, not to get too into fallout, but, I mean, um, but, yeah, sadly, that's still a thing that's still happening, um, you know, I don't know, I don't want to get too bogged down on that, you know, wanted to kind of lay light on it while it's light in terms of the uh ukraine russian news and uh you know kind of keep uh other things that are going on in the world kind of on the stage here for the podcast um but yeah let's go to brazil let's get back to brazil uh i got this from the guardian bolsonaro supporters try to storm police headquarters in january 6th style rampage so this was um, I mean, I kind of thought things were, in a lot of ways were dying down. I know that Bolsonaro supporters were still active. They were still protesting. Um, but um, things definitely ramped up. Uh, more or less, it was definitely like like uh, in reaction to um, Luis Inacio Lula da Silva. Um, his... Um, election was officially like ratified and they more or less were like just in our up in arms about it and um they tried to riot and you know essentially the police came out in force and um you know fought back and the protesters were not successful at the end of the day um this is a weird situation right and i and we're gonna go into the peru situation next actually and, um, I guess this is where I get fair and balanced. I, I don't know, but like the, 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 like I said, we, we are going to cover protests. And I feel like when you guys hear me talk about protests, I'm usually almost always on the side of the protesters, but you know, January 6th is always a good prime example to go to. That's not where I'm on the side of the protesters. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are times where the wrong people are up in arms and, you know, and like I said, they're, you don't come here for me to give you guys, um, you know, objective or what is it like, um, you know, non-biased news. That's just not the case. I might be pulling it from that sometimes in terms of my sources, but you're going to get my, my view on it, my POV. 
Um, I mean, I should, I think that's just kind of how podcasts work for the most part, unless we're like NPR or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just not going to be on the side of people who don't want democracy to work. Um, and they're mad that their guy didn't win. And I, and you can be a single issue voter. It might not be about the politics. It might be about money, what have you. But at the end of the day, like you guys lost in democratic election. There wasn't anything underhanded here. Uh, I mean, I barely hear Bolsonaro piping up about it. He's like said like one thing. And even then it was very meek and mild in my opinion. Um, Carrie Lake is, 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 is doing more in America, you know? Um, so, I mean, this kind of reaction is definitely unfortunate to see, in my opinion. Um, I hate to be, like, on the side of the cops here. <laughs> like, it's still, like, I don't, like, ew, ugh, ick. But, um, you know, you, you can't fight democracy like that, yo. It's, it's fucked up, in my opinion. Um, but speaking of fighting democracy, we can uh, use that as a little segue here. Uh, that's the sound of a segue. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, the Zoomers wouldn't know. Uh, once again from Reuters, Peru declares state of emergency seeks 18 months jail for Castillo. So this is an update. Um, Pedro Castillo, he tried to, um, fight his impeachment by dissolving, um, Congress and Congress is like, no, you're not going to do that. In fact, that is an act of rebellion and, uh, we're locking you up. So they locked him up. Uh, Dina Boluarte, his vice president, um, has, you know, stepped in and now is president. Uh, But, I mean, essentially on the streets, shit is uh, unwinding. Uh, I'm not really going to hit the article in and of itself. I'm just using it as a reference. But uh, death toll in Peru protest rises as new leader struggles for control. I got this from the New York Times. I don't like fucking with the New York Times. They paywall you. Um, I would suggest maybe also looking at Democracy Now! They already have a video up about it. I was initially my reference, but it's a video, and I couldn't really reference it at all. Um, but I believe the death toll is, like, plus 17, and this is just from these protests and shit. So, I mean, that's crazy. Um, now, once again, this is where I'm saying, hey, this is an awkward place, I guess I find myself in, not being the best leftist. But, I mean, this is a leftist... Uh, administration trying to more or less dissolve the government that's that's us as fuck i gotta say that gotta call that out um and um now dina boluarte is is fighting she's doing the best she can from what i'm seeing um the elections i believe aren't supposed to be until uh gosh i think it might be like 2026 it might be 2024 but she's trying to get it to like 2023 um yeah, she says elections could be moved forward further toward December 2023 from April 2024, a date she had uh, pledged earlier. The vote is currently slated for 2026 when Castillo's term would have ended. But on the streets, they're like, fuck all that shit. We don't want you. We want elections right now. And there were some people from when I be- from like the initial who are kind of, I think, in support of Castillo, um, that might have just been a small group, but now I think the conversation is like, no, fuck all this shit. It's all fucked up. We need new elections right now. Um, and I think there, you know, Boluarte is trying to do her best. At least that's what I think. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not boots on the ground here. 
another thing is, like I said, um, the uh, government, uh, Congress, whatever. Oh, gosh, this burp is fighting. <clears throat> there it is. <clears throat> Milwaukee's best. Finally getting out of me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, Castillo has been detained at the De Rose, De Rose Police Facility. Um, it's like all bolts. I'm assuming that's an acronym. Um, in in Lima, uh, he called on supporters to come to jail, saying he should be released in after the initial seven day period of pretrial detention, um, which expired Wednesday. But I believe from Congress on down, whatever they're saying, no, we want you in jail for eighteen months. So him calling for that, um, you know, little gathering is mm, not good, not great. Uh, but you know, we'll see how that kind of unfolds. Um, you know, if not, maybe on the main, I might try to like cover this a little bit on the Patreon. I'm not sure. We'll see how things develop. But um, yeah, this kind of popped up. And I was like, okay, like we definitely got to keep this going. You know, got to keep you guys updated. Um, moving on to China, we're gonna talk about China. We have to talk about it. I'm not sorry about it. That's why that's my Trump. <laughs> Which also, I, I'm not covering this news-wise. Trump, <laughs> wake up, babe. New Trump NFTs just dropped. Um, he's doing like a like a digital trading card. I think these motherfuckers are like a hundred and pop or something like that. I don't know, or a hundred for the whole thing. He's probably trying to just grift as hard as he can here. But literally, like they're like superhero style Donald Trump, like. All these kind of cool little looking things. I guess it's supposed to be cool. Um, please look it up. Your eyes have got to take on the visions that is uh, the Donald Trump NFT. Um, stay grifting, baby. Never stop. Uh, but yeah. Yahoo News and the AFP. Excuse <coughs> me. China says tracking COVID cases impossible as infections soar. So this has kind of been something that has been hitting the news rounds um, I've talked about it on the podcast. Essentially, you know, China has tried to subtly say, okay, we are hearing you without actually acknowledging what you're saying. We are going to lift some protocols. So it's been less testing. Um, you can like quarantine at home, more of that. Um, just essentially a lot of lifting of the zero COVID policy. Now, granted on paper, they're not saying we're done with zero COVID, but at the same time, we are seeing quicker pivots to saying, well, Omicron or COVID right now is not even that bad for real. You're able to go outside, you know, you should stay masked, this and that. But, you know, you can more or less, they're trying to do more normal. But there's problems to that. Um, you can kind of start with the vaccine. The vaccine rollout hasn't been as good as, let's say, like, let's say in the West. But at the same time, also, the vaccines they have haven't been necessarily as effective, and they haven't really got a chance to really update them. Now, people are coming out more, but at the same time, COVID is on the rise. We're in winter time. Uh, it's even here in the states more so. And I mean, shit. As much as I just you know, quote unquote, praising the West for you know their um, implementation of vaccines and the vaccines that they have, quality wise. Um, not too many people are even, we were fighting over to get the one and I mean, shit, now we're on dose three or four and I got to level with y'all. I'm behind on my shit. Fuck. I'm lacking. 
I'm sorry, you're catching me lacking right now. And this is a fucking a triple pandemic, triple demic right now. Um, but um, right now in China, the situation is deep. It's not good. And COVID's kind of having its way. They're, it's definitely hitting a surge. And um, in places where it's like, yeah, you can go out, you're not seeing people even go out, like Beijing, because right now the cases are so high and people are trying to, you know, quarantine at home, take care of themselves at home. Um, you're seeing a rise in like, um, in terms of like cold medicine, ibuprofen, it's like flying off the shelves, it's not available. Pharmacies are, you know, getting tapped out. Um, you're seeing a rise of black market activity on said pharmaceutical type stuff. Um, like like the ibuprofen, cold medicine. Um, so that's sad. Um, but I mean, you're always going to kind of see that activity, you know, when there's a demand, supply and demand. Um, but, uh, let's see what else did I want to tap into here? Um, mm, that might be about it actually, but, um, yeah, I just want to give a little bit of an update. I know I've, I've kind of said, yeah, they were, they were relaxing them, but to even have the jargon to say, Hey, maybe COVID isn't even that bad, like whatever. Um, that was a development. So I wanted to kind of touch on that. Um, and you know me, we have our classic break time, you know, like I said, this is a fireside chat, so we gotta tort something, if you will, burn some things, like, you know, little branches, I, I'm pretty sure, like, FDR did that, right? He's the one, hey, don't come for me if, if it wasn't FDR did the fireside chats, I'm very fucking certain that it was, though. Um, it's been a long day, y'all, it's, it's been a fun Friday, happy Friday, by the way, I know it's probably not Friday when you hear this, whatever, but like, hey, happy Friday, happy Friday, on that note. Mm. Yummy, yummy. All right. Um, we're sticking with Yahoo News. We're sticking with Reuters tonight. Uh, former FTX CEO Bakeman fried, um, arrested in Bahamas after U.S. files charges. So this shit popped off earlier in the week, and um, I was salivating because, um, you know, I feel like I haven't talked about SBF, um, which is his acronym. You know, if you don't know, I can catch you up real quick. Little quick summary: um, FTX is a cryptocurrency or should i say was a cryptocurrency i mean it is technically has a ceo still but um it's not it's not fbf uh but essentially it was a cryptocurrency exchange you know you put your cryptocurrencies with them as if it's a bank but it's not a bank it's just all unregulated let's never forget that um and essentially they were supposed to be taking care of your money and you could trade your, you know, your, well, not your money, your Bitcoins, your cryptocurrency, and you could trade all of that stuff and do that and you'd be good to go. Um, but they had some foibles, FBF, S SBF, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm fusing the names. Um, SBF essentially was the, um, initial CEO of the Alameda, uh, research group which um, he then more or less fused to FTX and essentially through some bad money moves. Um, I mean, and we can get into the alleged here because we don't know who's necessarily at fault yet. 
But um, essentially, money that was customer money that was never supposed to be spent without customer knowledge, like that's literally in the contract fine print shit, um, was funneled to Alameda Research Group, which then they then would flip or were trying to flip into more better money ventures and stuff like that. But um, once again, that's not legal. That's not okay. You're not supposed to be doing that. It happens. Once again, SBF, you know, Sam Bakeman fraud. I mean fried. Sorry. Oops. Um, He's supposed to be taking care of the shit. And he's like, oh, no, no. I I just, I I messed up. And he even goes on to say in one of his little, um, it was supposed to be his testimony to Congress that never um, happened because of this arrest. But he was going to say, I fucked up. Um, and it's like, yeah, dude, you fucked up. And not to mention, speaking of fucking up, um, he talked like a fucking, I want to say canary. Um, but I mean, he didn't snitch on himself per se, but it's like, he just decided to go on this, like, just talk tour more or less. He's talking to people in DMs and Twitter. He's talking to like CBS. He's just rattling off saying, oh, guys, I didn't criminally do this. I just messed up. Like, I was just focusing on the wrong things, and I should have been focusing on the money, and I should have been, like, actually doing the right thing. And it's like, okay, and this is where, once again, we're going to talk about Isaiah's view on this shit. Because I've heard some other podcasters, whatever, I've seen some other opinions. Some people are like, man, you know what, I feel sorry for him. He, He really does seem like he just messed up. And it's like, what do you what do you mean the 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 motherfuckers who uh, who were in in charge of Enron fucked up they messed up it doesn't matter like quote unquote what the intention is eventually if you are are the owner of so much of so and you control so much like you're on the hook if this gets fucked up like period you have to answer for these things you have to like address these things you criminally made a mistake in my opinion I'm no lawyer. Um, I mean, obviously, we're going to find out, I guess. We'll see, right? Um, he's currently fighting the extradition from the Bahamas, which is kind of like, oh, okay, so now the cuffs are on. We're finally clamming up, buddy. We're finally kind of doing the thing here. Um, but, um, I mean, <laughs> this is all a lot to kind of digest. Like I said, I've kind of been running and chasing my tail here. Um, but it's also some domino effect as well in terms of Binance is also getting caught up in this. And, uh, let's see, there was another company as well. I'm trying to think what they were. Um, uh, more or less like, cause SVF getting back to the, um, FTX, they were a, um, they were like helping out other failing cryptocurrencies because you know once again if you're if you're not familiar with any of this crypto stuff good stay that way but the crypto winner has been real and that's been real since like the end of summer essentially cryptocurrency has taken a big dive and a lot of like um crypto exchanges have gone belly up and uh, ftx was kind of bailing them out as if they were a big bank and people were trying to compare him to like JP Morgan and shit. He's not JP Morgan, but I mean, they both maybe did a little, you know, crime, but, um, one did it, you know, on the legal side by banking, you know, capitalism. And the other one tried to do capitalism, but like digital and, uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, but essentially, yeah, Binance, sorry, I'm, I'm in the weeds here. Uh, Binance essentially 
is kind of catching some flack here because they, you know, have kind of been a little bit implicated in the investigation that's kind of taking place. And they're like, no, we are also looking at them as well. Um, I wish I had the name of um, uh, the Binance guy. We've talked about him before. I think his, like, initials are CZG. Um, But essentially, he kind of kickstarted a bit of this, like, kind of troubadouring, saying, like, hey, um, you know, FTX does not look financially viable. Then they also were like, oh, well, we're going to bail them out. Like, they bail out other people because we were kind of like their seed company anyway. And they're like, mm, actually, this is too messy. And uh, they definitely got some legal problems. And they backed out. But essentially, they're not even escaping the wave here. And they might be in trouble. Um, but let's see. I did mention the new FTX CEO. That is uh, John Ray. Now, essentially, this guy is kind of like almost like a Grim Reaper. He was actually in charge of Enron, I believe. And... Um, more or less, he was just taking control of it, like, to, like, manage the mess. Like, not necessarily he's implicated in any way, but, um, you know, essentially he's just saying, hey, I'm telling you what's going on now. Now I'm showing you guys what I'm looking at here. Um, he's even gone as, if, as to say, like, they were managing their funds with QuickBooks. And I'm like, what's, what's QuickBooks? Essentially, QuickBooks is like... Uh, like a TurboTax kind of thing, like a pedestrian level thing that you do, you crunch your numbers and does your taxes. Essentially, this is kind of like how you're, I guess you're doing your accounting and, and managing numbers. They're like, they're using this shit. And these, this is, this is supposed to be like above at level Wall Street shit. And these motherfuckers are just like doing civvy level bullshit here. Like th this was destined to fail. Um, so, I mean, that's not good. It's not a good look. Um, but like I said, SBF is definitely fighting this now. He's definitely kind of, I think, shifting into a more serious mode. Um, so we'll definitely see how this goes. Um, I really wish I could have found the names of the thing, but they're in the article if you'd like to look. I think one was like Vision or something like that. Um, gosh, it, it it's not super duper important. And you guys don't come in come to this for like you know s tier news reporting you come here for vibes you come here for love and i'm giving it to you and um that's the end of the episode um thank you so much for tuning in um if you'd like to contribute if you'd like to become a newsy which is uh you know my patreon program if you will patreon.com so as i news uh five dollars monthly subscription gets you bonus content on my patreon extra episodes also, Discord access. Also, you get a shout-out on the podcast. Um, I'll plug your shit, whatever you want. Um, you know, my voice is yours, if you will. Um, so, something to think about, something to ponder. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, free way to contact me, gmail.com, slash Isaiah News. And I'm on all the socials, if you'd like to find me. Um, other than that, thank you once again for tuning in. I love you. You're a loved listener. Um, and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye.